Hey, we appreciate you listening to the Movie Propcast, and we just want to let you know you can find us on the old social media, at Movie Propcast on Instagram and even TikTok. Yes, there's some stuff going on over there. And if you're feeling particularly generous, it's okay, you don't have to, but on Patreon.com, you can find us, Movie Propcast, there as well. That's a fun little place where you can get some exclusive content. But okay, enough about that. I'm going to get out of the way, and uh, we hope you enjoy the episode. How, do I, how dare I start a podcast the traditional way, which is, welcome to the Movie Propcast, guys. Thank you for listening. We're happy to be back. I'm Justin. This is Tyler. And today's episode, we'll be doing The Mummy. That, that was way-, way too much. That was way too much. <laughs> I laid it on a little bit there. But <laughs> I, I, you know what? <laughs> I kind of like it. I think we're going to roll with that. So thank you for listening, guys. Uh, and right now, we're, we are going to do the episode uh, on The Mummy. Uh, as nominated by Tyler, a, this one is a classic, and it's again, it falls in our wheelhouse of movies at the end of the t- 1990s. Uh, this movie <laughs> came out in 1999, and before we get too deep into it, let's just let's just stop, all right? Let's just address uh, everything. I know we we were back. Obviously, our last episode was our first one back in a little a little while, um, so we're gonna be putting out content pretty consistently every two weeks until we can get our bearings. And maybe we can we can up the uh, up the release. Uh, maybe if not if not full episodes in between, maybe some sort of content where we break down some new movie trailers or stuff like that. But we're gonna try to find a way to get some some more content in your ear holes, uh, which you, is really uh, if you deserve it. Oh, I think they're deserving. If they can hear this, they deserve it. Uh, if they can't, yeah, that was everyone a, that who was can't, yeah, everyone who can't hear this, they don't deserve it. Uh, but I'll, I would like them to deserve it somehow. So if there's a way we could get them to deserve it, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to figure that out. Maybe some sort of marketing team we could hire. I don't know. Uh, but on our last post that we put out, um, you can see on our social medias, it's at MoviePropCast on Instagram, TikTok, wherever uh, social medias are sold. Uh, we got a comment that said it would be cool if we brought on some, uh, some actual collectors, right? Uh, which would be, I mean, that's always been in the cards for us. We've always kind of wanted to do that. Uh, but we always kind of just wind up doing the episode anyway. But we gotta we gotta plan a little bit farther ahead, and I think we will be doing that as as we go uh, in the future. Our first few episodes, we had a, a great guest. Uh, it was Heidi Nazer Fink. She was amazing with the movie uh, The Men in Black. We did that. That was and, actually uh, really awesome. That was, that was awesome. That was really good. So yeah, that's uh, on, that's on us. We'll get back to getting some more great guests. But in the meantime, we're gonna slide right in to the Mummy, uh, and this is a Brendan Fraser classic. Dude, the first thing that popped up, like, I was thinking about this when I hopped out of the shower. There's, like, a few people who I wish I could alter the time stream and just just tweak their career a little bit. And Brendan Fraser and Matthew Lillard are at the top of the list. Like, if I could just... I They both probably went through things, like, stuff happened. Matthew Lillard, I think it was just career choices. Brendan Fraser, I think, had some behind-the-scenes stuff going on. Right. But if I could just give... Like, there's a solid 10 years where we could have had, like, four more movies from both of them, and I'd be completely happy. Yes. Brendan Fraser in this movie... I, I, real quick, should we just declare it? Is this... Is The Mummy peak Brendan Fraser? Like, when you think Brendan Fraser, is it The Mummy? Is that... Uh, it is, but I... <laughs> I want to say bedazzled, but only like Come four on. other people have ever seen that movie. <laughs> no, I've seen uh, it. It's and gotta I can be say no, no way, Confidently no. no. It, but it's so good. 
It's, it's so definitely good. different. It's different. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's not the uh, mummy. This man. is no. The the thing is, this is one hundred percent peak Brendan Fraser. I feel like he had it in him to do something even better. Is what is what I was getting at before. But one hundred percent, this is okay. Easily, easily. Peak. That's fair. And it was weird. I mean, obviously. I don't. I don't know exactly what happened. Like you said, there's obviously things that we don't, didn't see behind the scene. He completely disappeared off the face of the earth for decades, right? Yes. And he's slowly resurfacing now, and we're seeing him in projects. Um, what, what is it? He's he's the robot in. Uh, I forgot. And I don't even Doom know the name Patrol. of it. Do- Doom, Doom Squad Patrol. or Doom Patrol? One of those. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, 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 seeing him in that role is very different. I've, I've been watching Titans. I have not trans. I haven't gone over to the other show, but he, they do appear yeah. in Titans as well. Uh, DC Titans. Okay. On, uh, I think it's on HBO Max. But it is very different to be like, holy crap, that's that's Brendan Fraser. He's he's back. Like, because yeah. I honestly like almost. I'm not gonna say I forgot he existed, but it is. It's weird for someone who was at the forefront. Like he was the guy when the Mummy oh, yeah. came out. He was the guy, and I didn't yeah. realize it. Now I'll say it. I'll say it out loud. Hey, I thought he was a good actor. I thought he was fun. He's a good-looking dude in this dude, movie. He was gorgeous. I was don't like, even hold dude, back. The, yeah, he was. Gorgeous. I was like, I don't, I don't remember him being that good-looking. <laughs> I always thought he like, especially now. You look at him now, and you're like, oh, that's Brendan Fraser. Uh, but back yeah. then, a strapping young lad. Uh, but he was yeah. really good in this movie. Yeah, he was really good, and it's like. It's just crazy because he even mentioned like people feeling the way I do where I'm like, man, I really wish he hadn't taken that time off. It, it became like a thing on the Internet. And he's as attributed that to like helping him get through his hard times and and his like rejuvenation now is partly due to people feel the same way I do where they're like, he's incredible to look at and to act. And we just miss him. Right, yeah. There's a lot of years wasted. I feel like of great acting from him that I thought. I mean, we'll never get, but hopefully he keeps it up and 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 we keep seeing a lot more of him. But he's Brendan Fraser in this movie is Rick O'Connell. Uh, Rachel Weiss is Evelyn Carnahan, and then John Hanna. That John Hanna. That sounds like isn't that like the the animal handler? <laughs> no, it's Jack Hanna. That's Jack Hanna. I'm thinking of no. John Hanna is Jonathan uh, Carnahan in this movie as well. So there's one thing real quick before we get too deep. And we just talked about it before the podcast because <laughs> you said something that I, th- I resonated with me because I thought the exact same thing. You were like, hey, Billy Zane, who did he play in this movie? He was like Imhotep, right? B- and Billy Zane. And I was like, dude, I know exactly what you're saying because when I watched this movie again, re- like before this podcast, before I, make it, I made my notes to it, I still to this day thought that was Billy Zane. I had to look yeah. it up. I went on IMDb. <laughs> His name is Arnold Vosloo. I had no idea. This man is a, a split, spitting image of freaking Billy Zane, especially in that time period. Like, I, I swear they wanted Billy Zane, and they settled for this guy, <laughs> which feels bad because he was good in this movie. But, uh, yeah, the, he was Imhotep. And I'm looking right now. He has a career. Like, he's yeah. he's done some stuff. He's, he's a notable person, and in my mind, he was just that other Billy Zane, <laughs> and I feel bad. Yeah, it's it's not it's not good. <laughs> you should you should feel bad, but I promise you, you're not the only one. Like obviously, you and I did that, so I, I can't imagine we're the only ones out there, right? I mean, there's probably like a whole support group for people who thought that was Billy Zane. <laughs> so um, yeah, also, I mean, if you ever meet Billy Zane, definitely don't go. I loved you in the Mummy. He's probably gotten oh, yeah, that before no. too. Yeah. Don't 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 do that. <laughs> um, also, we have Jonathan Hyde making his second appearance here. He was also the dad on the uh, the dad in Jumanji. 
Yes, um, yeah. Yes. And so the that's, hunter that's, uh, in Jumanji as well, yes. Yes, the hunter Played and two the roles. dead in Jumanji, yes. So we so, got yeah, him coming back in this Not one. too many. This is our first Brandon Fraser, though, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, it is, yeah. and I hope we do a few more. We'll see. That's if you nominate Bedazzled in the future. <laughs> oh, 100%. It's already on my list. You didn't look? <laughs> no, no. I, I, no, I haven't seen it. No, I, well, I, eventually we will open it up for, for obviously you listeners to be able to pick an episode or two. Um, well, I say or two, like it'll stop. No, we want it. We want more. <laughs> That's guys, it. You're and obviously, you're cut no, off. You get one, and if you mess it up, it's over. <laughs> uh, no, but I think that's going to be the beauty of it. Obviously, right now, we're in our wheelhouse. We're picking movies that we love. However, I, I, I would love to catch something on the first watch, right? Like some movies oh, that yeah. I've never heard of, some movies that people love, and, and it could be anything. Like, I mean, we did The Notebook, which honestly, again, I'll stand by it. Probably our best episode, all right? That I figured, I've, uh, me too. Like, honestly, that's going, up, that's going up in a case. <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, so no, we're, we're, we're down to do anything. I think the one thing we really haven't dabbled in, and there's, a, there's some jump scares in this movie, but we really haven't done a horror movie. And I think I obviously we were just waiting for October. We'll probably get to that point. I think in Halloween where we're I, I have a few on my list that I know I'm not a big horror movie guy. I have five hundred movies behind <laughs> me right now. If you're watching on YouTube, you can watch the full video on our YouTube channel, uh, the movie propcast. Please subscribe if you're there. Um, but I have five hundred movies back here, five hundred plus. I think I have like one or two horror movies, and it's not even because like it's it, but the new it's because I thought those were pretty good. I, I don't know, I really like those. Were. And yeah. uh, and I think the other ones saw. The first Saw. I know it's gross and it's Dude. gruesome, but I something about the first Saw movie. The first Saw yeah. was revolutionary. I don't yeah. fault you for having that. It got I me. Know. I was like, man, that's nuts. But I really typically don't like like the gore and stuff like that. But anyway, back to the mummy where we're shredding bodies apart with scarabs. <laughs> yes. I don't like yeah. gruesome, but the mummy. Yeah. Um, well, for- I, I will say they did it very tastefully. There wasn't. There wasn't a lot of blood, right? It was just like when people were just getting dismantled oh, yeah. and uh, uh, consumed by scarabs, which, again, another thing I looked up when I was younger was like, can scarabs even do that? Like, is that a thing? Like, they're freaking land piranhas. That's insane. I Yeah, I left this movie with a, like, a, it gave me a thing because seeing the scarabs, I had to look away from the screen whenever they were under someone's skin. Like, I just oh, couldn't yeah, do it. Gross. It just... I had like a complex about it and it, it they did a really good job with it even though the CGI it was 99 it was it was not amazing but it ah, the scarabs yeah man. I will I mean put yourself that's 21 years ago or not 20, 23 years ago right so it, it's pretty good again it's, it falls into those categories where we go back and I know that every pretty much every episode when we watch a movie from this nothing's been egregiously bad I know that there are movies in this franchise specifically uh, not maybe not so more this movie, but the, the movies that they've made afterwards where it somehow gets worse. Uh, yes. yes, I won't, I won't name drop anybody, but, uh, <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, yeah. And if, in, in movies following this, it gets weird, but in this one in particular, and, and I think it just, it lives on and it's, it became a franchise because what they did in this movie was so good. Even, even with, I don't know, it didn't seem like there was too much going on. Obviously you have to have CGI because the one thing that creeped me out the most about this movie is that when they do use the CGI on the dude's face where yeah. he's opening his mouth so big. I don't know why that was like one of the most terrifying things as a kid was just like seeing people's face like looks like a human. I think at that point he was almost a human, Emotep. And just seeing his chin just drag way beyond what you what what it's supposed to. And I'm like, oh, that's that's me. So, yeah, you have your scarabs under the skin. I was fine with that for some reason. 
But when people's <laughs> face go long, I don't know. Like, if you're not green, like the mask, if you don't have the mask on, I, I don't. It's weird if you look like a human being and you're doing that. So what about the vampires in um, I Am Legend? Because he, he weird. did a couple of those. Those are weird too. Yeah, okay. yeah. The jaw okay. goes real big. I don't know why that's unsettling for me. I don't know. Okay. That's just There's one of my weird things. That. No, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't want to see that. One. One of the most haunting things for me as a kid was, I think it was Ripley's Believe It or Not had a TV show for a while. Yeah, or, or it was. Or it might amazing. have been Guinness World Records or something. The lady who could pop her eyeballs out. Oh, Did you that see was that? Ripley's. That was Ripley's. D- terrifying. Yeah. I that yeah, that that's, haunted yeah. me as a kid. I was like, I don't know why. Like, I shouldn't see that much of your eyeball. I don't want to see it. Put them back in. <laughs> so that's actually a disease too. Like people get that and they can't control it. Like it's it's a thing that we read about hmm. in books and stuff. And it's it's that sounded really pretentious. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's a disease. Uh, 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 they, people, no, it's, it's called it's people. A, they live. They're living with eye poppage. Okay, they're not. They're not people oh, who pop their eyes out. They're living um, with eye poppage. Anyway, if it, it is a disease that you could come across, or, or a condition, I should say, not a disease. It's a right. condition you could come across. Um, we we got off the rails there. I know we're all over the place, but I got <laughs> at least we're you're learning about us, okay? You're learning what yes. scares us, so now you know now you know what to do. Uh, but uh, speaking you the of blueprint. rails, the yeah. rails. You mentioned this while I was I was texting you that I was watching the movie, and you mentioned Orlando, and yeah, the money. Yeah. If for those of you who have not been to Universal Studios Orlando, there is a ride for the mummy. And you're wondering why the heck, like everything from early 2000s is pretty much gone except the mummy. And that is because it might be the single greatest ride in the United States. It's it's easily easily their best ride. Uh, If they lose, if they get rid of that, I'm out. I'll probably never go again. Right. And granted, some of their new stuff's amazing. They got the, yeah. the new Harry Potter stuff that they got going on. They got the Jurassic, uh, so the Jurassic good. World ride. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. The Mummy will never get old, though. I could ride that a no. hundred times over, and it it lives forever. It's amazing. So there are times where my wife and I, Alyssa, would go, and this was like early when we first moved into Florida. So it was like 2016. Even before that, we would go occasionally from New York. And it, it was this weird time where people didn't want to go on the Mummy because the Tom Cruise Mummy hadn't come out yet. So the mummy was just old. It was just old. So we would be able to get on the mummy, walk through the entire line, get off, and there was still no one behind us, and just walk back through, and we would ride it like seven times. It's yes. it, it's such a great ride. Yeah, it's I don't. I don't. It's it is like you said. People think it's dated or something, and it's to me, it's it's a relic. Like it needs to go in the Hall of Fame of roller coasters because it's an experience. And you said it too. You didn't. You don't. You didn't realize it, but like. After we watched the movie again recently, you're like the ride does such a good job of like encapsulating just the movie like in a in a in a, oh, in a yeah. quick form, right? Like you go in and it's like, are you insane? Get out of here! The curse, it's real, and it's like a whole. I mean, obviously, I just said that. If you know that, if you've ridden the ride, I've just triggered something in your brain. But, yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. I, I, I we we freaking my like Kristen and I we joke about it all the time. We're like every time we every time Universal comes up, we're like, are you insane? Get out of here! <laughs> it's like. Yeah, and the be- the best part is is like as you're going through the ride, you have like these little video snippets of Brendan Fraser like being a jerk to the crew and stuff yeah. like that, and it's it's just cool. And you get a bunch of props actually from the movie. They have a lot of molds and props, and 
I'm a person who gets lost in ambiance really well, and they just make you just feel like you're not in Universal Studios for that like ten minute. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. So it's, again, if you're in Universal Studios Orlando, definitely hit that ride up. And if you want to actually ride a ride and not really wait in a long line, you could ride it over and over countless times. Uh, it's, oh it's no, it, it's got good. it's got to wait now. It's, oh, it's it does. getting it's popular back. again. Yeah, well, you know what's funny is they've updated every other ride. Jurassic World got an update. They, every, everything Harry Potter got an update. And Harry Potter's only been out for a little while. They got an updated ride already. But this one is just like, yeah, the Tom Cruise movie came out. But we're not going to touch this one. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're not updating yeah. anything, all right? I'm so and glad it, they yeah. didn't. Which also, I've never seen the new Mummy. I don't know if you have it or not. Or I mean, I I've not. seen the reviews. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan. But I do. I mean, I wanted to watch it. It just never, it never came across my my desk you know of movie watching because i have a desk where movies just slide across and uh for me it it seemed like a mixed chance to give like a younger star like a launching pad like that like reviving the mummy would have been a great job to put some young guy in right not that i mean i'm not calling tom cruise old but he had an established he's like 60 yeah yeah, but he didn't need a new action movie at that time. So. It did look like, That's I mean, you're watching the preview. It did look like Mission Impossible meets the mummy, and you're like, why? Yeah. Why is this happening? Like, because he's like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be in a movie if I can't do my own stunts. And he's like, I don't know. It just looked like a Mission Impossible trailer. And then all of a sudden, there's like some mummy demon walking down the road. And you're like, wait, yeah. what is, why is this happening? It just, the worlds don't mesh. He had a movie franchise when the mummy the first time came around. And it's <laughs> yeah, still Mission did. Impossible. <laughs> it was still Mission Impossible. So don't reboot it with the guy who also had a movie that was competing yeah. with the original. Like, don't. It's not worth it. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, I never even thought of it that way, and that's amazing. Yeah, that's so it's good. Too, the, the, and the fact, the, kudos to him, the longevity of his career. Brendan Fraser is rolling over in his career's grave right now, uh, looking at that. But yeah, you know, it, he's trying to he's trying to resurrect it. He's trying to pull pull it back out. But yeah, I mean Tom Tom Cruise is eternal. I don't know what it is. He like he doesn't age. I, I just said he's sixty. You're probably thinking I'm lying. Look it up. He's damn near sixty. No, he is. It's insane. And the thi- like he it, his career is to the point. I tried to think of an analogy, and no one else has a career. I could only use Tom Cruise again. I'd be like, yeah, that's like trying to reboot Men in Black. And I was like, oh, I could only say Tom Cruise again because he's the only yeah. person <laughs> from '99 so still acting. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Okay, so I just looked it up just to confirm. Two weeks ago, he turned 60. He yeah. actually is clinically and legally 60. Uh, <laughs> clinically? <laughs> that's crazy to me. Uh, all right. Anyway, moving on. We should probably talk about this movie instead of Tom Cruise, but we could do a whole podcast on just Tom Cruise doing uh, we, shenanigans. We really could, and we might have to. But yeah. uh, set the scene. We start off ancient Egypt, and of course, uh, there's a very beautiful woman married to the king or the pharaoh i'm sorry the pharaoh yes and you can say the uh, name because we, we i went down the list to try to name the characters in this movie and you told me that i was uh i wasn't very cultured and i was like damn it man i was I, trying i was i didn't say i didn't say the words you weren't very cultured um but it was pharaoh seti yeah seti the first um he's married to anaxina moon she falls in love with one of his uh priests emotep um can i i have a question why were all of emotep's priests painted gold i don't understand that now that was i didn't weird. i didn't and, and, and they, like, were, they were just weird individuals too like what was yeah, their, what were they doing i don't know like any other time you think of priests they're in robes or something like that uh emotep's priests were half naked and they were all just painted gold and 
They didn't want them standing hairless. out. We want these people to. Re- I want you to look at these people and be like, maybe they're statues, maybe they're background people, whatever. They're irrelevant. Just don't look at them. Yeah. You're looking at them too much. So, so Anaxunamun and Emotep start having an affair. I and so, so Seti finds out they're having an affair because he comes in and he sees that. Anaxunamun's body paint is smeared. It's and a my little smeared, is, right? Yeah, my first thought is uh, she could have just rubbed against a wall the wrong way. Like she could have, stri- like, she could have got bit by a mosquito, right? And been like, yeah, uh, and like it's and, that's her shoulder. You're and cheating. He's like, on someone me. touched. Yeah, someone touched you. <laughs> it's like talk what? about insecurity, huh? <laughs> no. So immediately, her and Emotab kill him. And it just sets off this wide chain of events where they they kill Anaxunamun. Emotep's like, I'll revive you. So I thought this was weird because his first thing wasn't like, all right, I'm going to get you out and we're going to run away. It is, right. you're going to die. I'm going to run away, but I'll bring you back to life. Like they've done this before. Yeah, like, <laughs> it is weird. Like, and she's just down. She's like, no, yeah, that's okay. Totally logical, right? I'll take this. Pla- I'll just die. Yeah. Yeah. Pl- plan A is that that I'll you'll die and I'll bring you back to life. Uh, so doesn't go go well. The ritual is interrupted. Imhotep is killed. And Moon is not revived. And there is a book of the damned or uh, the black book that um is buried obviously just with everything they mummify emotep and then we flash forward um wait to actually just th- let me clear this yes. up they didn't mummify him right they just threw his body in the in the sarcophagus True. with a bunch of scarabs yes which, yes plot hole uh real quick in the we see later in the movie and any time throughout the movie the scarabs are just downright savages and they can devour a human in seconds yes but they go on to say that he died a slow death in the sarcophagus because they had scarabs in there. I don't know if it's like evolution of the scarabs, maybe down the line they're a little uh, more advanced, but if they're going, I mean, I would go out like that. I would choose that. You know what I mean? Like, that's I'm, a quick, I don't know. I'm just saying compared to getting my head cut off, yeah. getting my tongue cut off and then scarabs thrown in my container, I'm going to call that a slow death. Uh, yeah okay in in theory yes it is a slow death but then when you later on in the movie watch a man get devoured in just like three seconds flat and he's skeleton yes then i'm like maybe that wasn't so bad (laughs) i don't know it it is crazy but anyway that was something i was just nitpicking uh, because that's my job here i'm the nitpicker so like uh, so we fast forward and we see uh, Rick O'Connell, uh, Brendan Fraser's character, an American in the middle of Egypt, and he's a part of like a it looks like a not an excavation crew, but they're they're, they're trying. He's a treasure hunter, right? Yeah, Is that the best I, I don't way know. To put I it? think I think he became one, like because because there was a there was that scene and then there was a three year time jump. I don't know what yeah. was going on in that scene. There really wasn't an explanation why they were there. I would assume that's what they were doing. But everything I saw was that it said that he was part of like a he was like a French colonel or a colonel in the French army or something like that. Okay. I don't know. I, yeah, but I don't know what they were doing there. You know, like it, it's very strange. So three years goes by and he's obviously a totally different person. He's not yeah. with that crew anymore. So, yeah, I, I do have to say he should have died in that opening scene. Oh my god! Yeah, there okay. Was, so they were, were they were pretty chill about just following him around, right? Like on horses and yeah. just like toying him, toying yeah. with him. Like he's getting so he's a part of like a firing line, and there's natives 
on horseback shooting rifles at him. Everyone in his line dies and he somehow runs away. He's chased down by five of them. They don't shoot him while they're chasing him. Then they stop. They're about to shoot him. Then they get scared because they see a statue of Anubis behind him. And then they just run away. I love that they're shooting to kill. They're shooting to kill the entire time. And then they finally square up with him and have him pinned. And they think about it. They're like, yeah, (laughs) wait a minute. I, I said that too, and my wife was no. just like, "No, they're they're afraid." I'm like, "They had 45 seconds." Bro, to shoot you know how one. fast a bullet goes? I could shoot it. You could, <laughs> he could he could be shot in shoot. less than a second, and then you can and run, then right? Leave. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh god, it was it was a lot. Um, so, like you said, three year time skip after that. Okano is in prison, and then we meet Evie, who is very beautiful, very ditzy. Holy crap! That opening scene gave me anxiety. Yeah, who's stacking? <laughs> who's who's making a library with shelves that aren't like bolted or cemented to the ground? Right? Like, what is that? Yes. Like, why would you? And why would you stack your shelves that could easily fall over? Like you're playing like dominoes. Dominoes. Right? Yes. <laughs> why are you reaching over on a ladder yeah. that is not secured? Because, like, normally when you think of a library, you think of ladders that are attached to. Uh, on like rollers, roll. right? Yeah. yeah. This is not. This is just a regular two-pointed ladder on the ground that you could. She, I, I straight up thought it was like a Charlie Chaplin sketch. Right. She it ends did up look on the two points, and then she's super like, slapstick. She's, yeah. And then she destroys an entire library. Doesn't get fired. It. I. Uh, I don't even understand. Um. I, yeah. So, let's let's jump forward because there's one thing that yes. that'll get to. Obviously. They go out there. They see Rick. He's held held captive. He looks disheveled and homely. Uh, and he also just you know just a little bit uh, crosses the line there. Uh, you know it's in 1999, but he gets his sweet little kiss for funsies. On, Dude, uh, why was she not upset? I mean, come on, she loved it because that's what the writers said. Uh, <laughs> the My writers thought she thing- loved it. I, I'm I immediately any other woman. It doesn't matter if you're Brendan Fraser in 1999. If you just grab a woman and kiss her, she's slapping you no matter how hot you are. Right, right. That's that's fair. That's probably fair. I it is the thing is yeah, and he's he's not even like good looking Brendan Fraser at that point because in the no. you don't see that until after the most ridiculous scene in the movie where they he's literally hung. Rick O'Connell yeah. is hung, falls like 10, 15 feet. Yes. His neck apparently doesn't snap. And apparently just because your neck doesn't snap, you're A-OK. You're perfect. Nothing else wrong happened. And she winds up saving them. Uh, Evelyn winds up saving him uh, by just bribing or bartering with the guy who is in control there uh, and on a share of the treasure that they would eventually find because he knows where it is. It's hilarious to me that literally the next scene, he just cleans himself up. No bruises, no nothing. He's just good to go, bro. He's beautiful after that. Oh yeah! What a what an insane all wearing scene. all white. It yeah, was great. I've never been hung before, but I gotta imagine it 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 be it it hurt a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. Your entire body weight on your neck, one hundred percent. But just because your neck didn't snap, though, you're good. It's okay. Yeah, that's, that's what this, that's the logic I mean, here. That's a, that's that's what they're looking for. Yeah, I mean to be fair, Brendan Fraser probably had a nice. He was in good shape. Probably had a nice strong neck, but. Uh, I, I don't know. The logic there doesn't 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 feel good. Doesn't feel right. I'm glad he didn't die though, because uh, the movie would have been pretty sad if yeah, that was it. They get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. He, he knows where the city is. Dead. Okay. Well, what do you guys want to do now? I guess. 
And speaking of, yeah, there was only two ways to get to the city, Brendan Fraser or the map, which uh, Evie's boss tried to intentionally set on fire, and I would fire that man. This man is a curator at a library slash, like, an exhibit owner and right. tries to purposely set on fire the only map of its kind because too many fools tried to chase gold. This right. is a relic. So that's what he says at the time, but later on yes. in the movie, you realize well, he's am- like a figurehead of like the people protecting it. But yes. it is like I would probably I would probably throw hands at this guy. <laughs> and initially, I'd be like, dude, this is my out, man. I'm getting I'm getting all this treasure, right? All this booty, and uh, yes. and, and that's the thing I can say booty here. That's it's applicable. Well, these aren't they're not pirates. No, hmm. you probably can't say booty. But See, now, I okay, mean, that's my either bad. way. I, you're right. Yeah, there's some booty out there, and they're trying to find it. Uh, <laughs> mummy's booty is booty, too, I guess. Uh, that's yeah. the quote. If you take anything from this podcast, it's that. So one thing that I realized, like, throughout... So eventually they make it to the archaeolog- archaeological site. They get to Imhotep's grave. And I think the charm of the mummy is that it doesn't take anything too seriously. Like, throughout this whole thing, they could die at any moment, but the entire thing still feels like a comedy throughout right. all the stuff that they're doing. That's the that's I think that's the beauty of Brendan Fraser, right? He's like he yeah. can do the action stuff, but he's like pretty good comic relief too. Like he can he can he's never too serious. You're never in a moment where you're like, "Oh my god, man, like I'm this is like a dire situation." He'll he'll crack a freaking one-liner hanging from a rope. Like like what is that? And it's- and and you and I both talked like we didn't see the the newest mummy, but if we put 1999 Tom Cruise in that role, it's a completely different movie because he takes it too seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be really strange to see him like, like in that. Yeah. There's I'm no comedy the, from Tom Cruise. No, I'm picturing the shootout on the boat where he's like cracking jokes while he's trying to reload his gun and stuff like that, and it felt fun. And you don't you don't get that the other way. No, Tom Cruise is like, well, everybody's dead. He's gonna kill everybody. Like <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah, he would just get the job. Benny. Benny, who coincidentally is the only other person who was there three years ago, knows how to get to, to Hamanoptera. He just happens to be there. I think it's crazy to me that, uh, I mean, obviously because plot and because the writers, that they're both trying to go at the same time. You know, he was held captive three years later. They both just happened to sync up at the same time on the same boat. Oh, what are you guys doing? Just going to look for some treasure. Oh, you too? Like, it's like a thing that happens every week. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're going on the tour I- to Hamanoptera? Benny was the worst kind of person. Like, there, there's some movies that they throw in characters you wish would die right away. I don't know why Benny wasn't shot 400 times in this movie. Like, yeah, if I was Brendan I, Fraser, I'm shooting Benny, like, on site three separate occasions. Yeah, I would I would say for sure. I, I don't know why he didn't just do... Like, Rick O'Connell should have just blasted his face off, right? Especially after yeah. three years. I, I don't know. The way he left him to die... That's all the incentive yeah. you need, right? Like, it's 1920. What are you going to do? You just throw them overboard, and what are they going to, like, a forensic files episode on you? I don't think so. Yeah. You're going to be okay, you know? <laughs> just get them out of there. So, so I have a question. So what? early on in the movie, one of the guys, uh, a constant thing in these movies is, like, too much greed. So one of the guys goes, and he starts throwing scarabs in his pockets, and mm, a scarab mm. breaks out because the scarabs, we don't realize this early on, but the scarabs are in these like jewel type of shells. The shell could break open and then that's when the scarab can yeah. work. Could you cut a scarab out of yourself? Could I do it? I yeah, mean, if like, I knew what they did, yeah. No, I mean, I'm, just... you, 
You you so you see something in your foot under your skin working its way up. Do as you long as it's not knife? moving as fast as it was in the movie, because I'd just be like, I would be, I'd, it'd be here, and I'd cut, mm. and it'd be up at my elbow. You know what I mean? Like it, I wouldn't. It was moving so fast. I, I don't well, know. Well, whether you're whether you're successful or not isn't my thing. It's do you think you would you would you would make the incision like you would go for? If it. I had a knife, yeah, I feel like you'd have to, right? Especially knowing that what we've seen. Well, you know, I mean, he didn't. The uh, the guy leading their caravan didn't. Like he just ran away screaming. Yeah, I don't know. He that's a that's attempt. a weird move. At the very least, I'd be punching it. You know, like trying to trying to yeah. squish it inside of me, which probably wouldn't be good for the bloodstream. But <laughs> either way. Better than it ripping out of your yeah yeah yeah. Better ripping out of your skull. That's probably the better move. Yeah. But uh, Uh, okay. So I mean, obviously, there's more in the movie we got to get to. But real quick, I just want to say we are getting to the uh, the point where we're going to do the draft, and we did decide. I want to I want to declare it now. We did decide. There's so many props in this movie. We're each going to pick four. So there's going to be eight picks in the movie prop draft uh, that's coming up here pretty soon but there, was there any more notes on this film before we get into the draft because i know i know that there are some stuff we got to say about the actual yes. items in this in this yes. movie i do want to say that i liked how emotep was an egyptian version of dracula i wrote that out specifically uh if you get the whole dracula turning into vampires the whole thing with the seducing women the stealing people's uh, youth and rejuvenating himself with it. Yeah. It was, he like freaking Emotep was turning into sandstorms and, and, and like going through keyholes as grains of sand. In it was movie. really weird. It was, it was so weird. And I honestly, it was, it was kind of cool, but it was really weird at the same time. His progression, I thought was really like something you don't normally see in the movie. Like, I mean, yeah, you got the, it's, it's Dracula-esque, but it is weird to see somebody go from bone to freaking getting flesh. Like they didn't just say like next scene, he's a, he's a person. Like, I love how it like progressed. Like every time you saw him, there was some more pieces on him and you're like, Ooh, that's, that's interesting. And it's, it's disgusting, but it was, it was well done. I think for the 1999. I feel bad for that first guy, the one who wore glasses. I called him Velma. He's in my notes as Velma because immediately he's like, my glasses. glasses. I can't see anything without my glasses. How (laughs) blind do you got to be? I mean, listen, I don't, I have, I actually own a pair of prescription glasses, but it's not because I, I I wasn't told to buy them. They were like, you probably could. It was one of those. So I did it and I I don't like wearing them. I, I, I don't like, it's, it just feels weird. Yeah. I can see, right? I don't, I don't know. Obviously, they don't have contact lenses back then. Huh? No, I'm leaving them. No, no, no. I'm leaving them. But this man, this man actually just couldn't see. He was debilitated. Yeah. He was completely blind. He couldn't take a step. Is that? that, I don't know, man. I don't. So for the. You got to put some goggles on. Yeah, no, I was going to say for the glasses that he wore, his prescription shouldn't have been that bad. For how he reacted, he would have had to have like lenses that thick. <laughs> yeah, they had like, to be like two inch they, thick glasses. Yeah. Yeah. For what he had, he should have just gotten up and run away. Yeah. That was, and that's definitely tough. How come Emotep's vision was so good if he took the worst set of eyes on the team? <laughs> that's, I actually, I wrote that down. I did. I did write that down. How is he just so good with these eyeballs? Like, to, I guess to him, he didn't have any. So he's like, I can see everything clearly now. He might not, he might not have had perfect vision, although he was moving around like he, like he did. But it is weird that yeah. he takes the, hor- the most horrific eyeballs in the entire movie. Like, just yeah. awful and, and can see perfectly fine. You're right. That didn't really make any sense. 
But magic, no, it, though. The dude's literally coming back from the dead. I don't think we can really question uh, whatever's <laughs> happening in, inside of his... He's rejuvenated, so maybe it rejuvenates the eyes as well uh, with the powers. <laughs> I don't maybe. know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make some excuses here. But yeah, no, that's a, that's a plot hole for sure. And one, one last note I have. I don't know if you catch this. Uh, at one point, Rick is in a fight with a bunch of mummies. He kicks one in the crotch. Like, straight up kicks a mummy in the balls, and it, it it's effective. Like, it, I mean, it debilitates listen, a mummy for a second. I'm just saying, if I lived my, my whole life with with a pair of uh, cojones, and, and I became a mummy, right? Like, I'm dead, and I, you could wake me up 50 million years from now, and I could be just bone. And if I see that foot come up to the, in between that area, I'm still going to react as if, you know what I mean? You don't just lose that. That's called muscle memory. All right, it's it's. I'd be scared no matter what. All right, that's that's a oh that's a bold God. move. Uh, but I, during, so you you brought up the fight. I did think it was interesting how, not interesting. Again, this is just how you have to write it, or else he's dead. But they're they're chasing everybody down, right? The the armed guards or whatever the armed money mummies. They literally have swords and shields and and armor and every everything. And then when they finally get to, to good old Rick, it's a one-on-one every time. They're, 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 <laughs> you can just see him in the background. They're just standing there like, all right, now you go. Oh, you didn't get it? All right, I'm going to step in. All right, no, I didn't get it. Now you st- like, you know what I mean? They could all just three swarm him and he's dead. But, yeah. you know, that's, uh, that's that 1999 fighting logic. They weren't, there were, the fight choreography was not spectacular. Uh, but no. it was still a good movie. It I was, thought it was overall a fun it movie. Was, it was better by the time the the independent Scorpion King came out. Not not the sequel, the modern right. Scorpion King. Right. The, oh, the okay. Scorpion King. The, there's a difference. There's there's a big difference between the two. All right, we got eight picks. Let's get into this draft. Movie prop cast prop draft for the Mummy. Uh, Tyler, you nominated this film. You get to go first, thank goodness. There's I, there's a lot of good ones. Um, I, I did not I did not take the time to actually rank them because there, it was so tight. So I'm just winging it, man. I have a li- I have my list. I feel good about the first few picks, but like the end is gonna get it's gonna get strange. So we'll see. I feel good about every pick. So okay, well that's that. confidence. You like to see it, folks. Uh, go ahead and, <laughs> and wow us with your with your confidence. So my first pick, I was nervous because I thought for a minute it wasn't in this movie. And I was like, oh, what? man. I, th- I thought I for a minute I thought it was in the second movie and not in this movie. But um, my first pick is going to be the Golden Book of Amun-Ra. Ooh, okay. Right. Even, even, so it, it wasn't in the entire movie. Like I said earlier, they were looking for the Black Book of the Dead. But when you buy, I don't know if you have the steel book. I see you have the movie up in the back. If yeah. you have the steel book of this movie, the steel book is actually the golden book of Amun Ra. And I was like, all right, it's that's it's a, pretty it's sweet. A big deal to me. I like no, it. that is pretty sweet. It, and honestly, it it is definitely the most visual appealing book uh, out of the two, um, because it's literally shiny gold, right? It's it's gonna look yeah, awesome so in good. any collection. Having that. Uh, would be amazing. I think it'd be that's that's a pretty solid pick. The one downfall of it, I think, is the screen time, right? Like obviously it's integral yeah. part to to ending and solving the issues that, that that arise in the film. But but screen time wise, that puppy just kind of appeared and solved it and saved the day and, and that was that was it. That was the wrap. But a yeah. solid first pick, right? I, I kind of figured the books would be one of the first few to go. Uh, which is probably I don't want to tip my hand on my next pick, but I gotta I have to pick the other one, right? Like it would be stupid for me not to. <laughs> uh, it's again the whole point of the film are the, these these powerful books, and there are other things involved, but I'm, I'm you know maybe we'll get into those. But the the Black Book of the Dead, 
Yeah. I told I told my wife when I was making the list, I was like, top of the, what do you think's the top prop? Like I always ask and I'm seeing like, what do you think? Like, here's the list. We watched the movie together. I was like, wouldn't it be it'd be pretty sweet to have the black book of the dead? She's like, Yeah, it'd be awesome, but I wouldn't do it. I certainly wouldn't want that in my house. <laughs> she's like, I don't want that in my house. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, and then she's kind of right. Like, that is some bad juju. I know it's just a movie prop, right? It would it's we're not like we're actually got diving into the universe and taking that actual thing. It's still a movie prop. I, wish. I know it'd be crazy, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, the black book of the dead, it's a very important, arguably the most important book. I mean, without that book, we don't have this movie, right? You know what I mean? Like that is, that's what kickstarts everything and, uh, causes all the issues. Um, what's funny is that they finally get it open, right? Like in the middle of the night, they decided that was the best time to get it open. And, and she's just instantly like, let me just start reading this ancient mummy, you know what I mean? Egyptian scripture. What are you doing? Yeah. And out loud too. You couldn't just like think of it. You can just like, oh, what is this? Oh, I don't. I shouldn't be reading this. Like just a couple lines in your head. You're like, oh, maybe I don't say this out loud. Immediately goes to chanting. She's <laughs> like, let me just go. Yeah. Let me just do this dirty thing. Uh, yeah. Or you know, yeah. just yeah, just read ahead. Realize what you're reading, and then maybe go back and say it out loud. You don't say it out loud right away. You literally damned them all. Yes. Uh. Yeah. But, I mean, we got a good movie out of it, so kudos to, to Evelyn. Thank you. Yes, thank uh, okay. you for messing up. <laughs> so you you got uh, pick three. Second, your second pick. pick. Go ahead. So this was actually lower down on my list, and as I'm sitting here staring at it, I realize I would like them a lot more. I'm going to go with Anox and Amun's Organ Jars. Ooh, ooh, okay. That's good. That's, that's that. I mean, I don't have it ranked, but that is that's pretty high on my list. Obviously, that that's another integral part of obviously the resurrection. Uh, but yeah, the, you do get all five. It's the complete set. You don't have to pick one oh, individually. Thank, you. thank yeah. you so much. That's a good. But pick. no, they were they they as opposed to the Golden Book of Amun Ra, they have the screen time, they have presence, they were a driving force of the plot, and they just look cool. They each had a different animal on them, so. I was I was pretty happy with that. Yes, I wrote that down as the five sacred canopic jars uh, is Ooh, what they called wow. them in the movie. That's what they said in the movie. Listen, I'm just a messenger. So, uh, no, that's a good <laughs> pick. Uh, now this is when it gets a little weird, right? So, I think I think I have to go with it, especially now considering what my first pick is. It'd be stupid for me not to pick what unlocks it. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, it'd be really dumb, it. right? So that little thing they find it obviously in the beginning of the film, and like you said, they're talking to the guy with the map and in the whole that whole whatever. They're, they have the key. I forget what his name is. What's it? Uh, Jonathan has the key. I don't know how he got it. I don't even think he knows he how he got it. it. He stole. He stole it off of uh, Rick. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, he swiped it off of him initially. Oh, because yeah. I remember him saying he stole it. I didn't know if he. I didn't know that he got it from Rick. So yeah, okay. That's yeah. a that's a that's a that's a pretty douchey move. But yeah, I'm gonna take the key. It's it's to Emotep's sarcophagus, but it's also to the Book of the Dead, right? So that's my it was, first. It was, a, it was the key to everything. Yeah, anything you needed something <laughs> open in the movie, a, a can, something, anything. Uh, the 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 yeah. key, the key is what I'm just gonna say. So I'll take that, and it's a cool design, right? So it does like fold up, and mm-hmm. you just hit a little button, and it just kind of you know flicks out. I'm I'm doing hand motions on a podcast. You can't really unless you're watching it. You can't really you don't even know what I'm doing. But I thought that was a really cool looking thing that just could stand alone and, be, and you could see that and be like, oh, yeah, because it, it did get enough screen time. Pretty much every character had a hand on that thing in this film. Yeah. 
but it's pretty cool. I thought it was uh, it did it did a lot. So I'm, I'm it, happy. With I, my, I honestly, my I had that as number two on my list. It's funny what happens when you get in the draft. That was number two on my list, and I ended up picking the number five on my list second. Hey man, like, you get you got to get your guy. You know, you got to get your picks. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, yeah for sure. You just you got to just jump around if you have to. Uh, so this is my third pick, correct? Yep, third pick, fifth pick overall. There's a lot of good stuff. So I start. We started this movie, and my wife was like, "You know, I don't know if there's a lot of good stuff." And then like things just started popping up, and it was like, yeah. "Oh, there's there was a lot actually." Quick. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, "Man, I'm, am I gonna have to get another piece of paper? Like this is crazy." <laughs> All right. Um. So to go back to something I haven't done in quite a while. Um. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I feel like I already know that. what you're doing, right? No, I'm gonna go with. They are called Camelot. Ah, Camelot Delving Model 1873 Revolver. I'm going to go with... Whose guns are that? Is that Rick O'Connell's like dual pistols? Rick O'Connell's dual pistols. Okay, that's good. I did write those down too. I didn't know they had a name. You went above and beyond. You did your homework, but uh, yeah. Uh, I learned the other day that there is an IMDB for firearms. Is IMFD. Wait. What? IMFD. Yeah. Okay. It's uh the Internet Movie Firearms Database. That is so, pretty interesting. I didn't even know that existed, but yeah, I have to I check that out. Either. That's strange. It, it's it's actually really cool. So it goes down and per movie, it'll give you every weapon, who used them, how accurate they are to the time. And yeah. So I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna do because I'm a generous guy, right? I'm gonna also give you the 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 little chest belt. Like, you know what I mean? It has to Dude, come with the belt, right? Like so the leather I so early on, Alyssa was like, "Oh, you should take his outfit," but it was his like French, uh, his French outfit to be right. in the movie. Yeah, and I was like, "That I was like, no, if I'm taking an outfit, it's the white shirt with the with the brown gun holsters because that's just iconic." Like, yeah, I that, le- those Brendan leather Frazier, straps, awesome. Yeah, if I think of Brendan Fraser, he is in a white button up with leather straps, or he's George of the Jungle. It's one of the two. That's it. right. And how cool so, is that? I mean, I almost want to just get. That little like the little over the shoulder strap, and I don't care what I'll put TV remotes in it and walk around my house. I don't care. <laughs> it looks cool. The fact that you can it just does. be like, let me ch- let me check my utility slot here, and uh, oh yes, I'll change the channel for you. No, I, it's that's just looks. It just you just look cool, right? I just thank just, you, thank you for that. I appreciate not you. That. I'm just saying, you know, you you know oh, people who wear oh, okay. it. Not yeah, I don't know how it would well, look on you. It might that's might be different on you, but it's a little awkward now. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, you got the dual pistols. I actually did write that down, uh, and I did write down with the leather, leather straps. So I was gonna go, I was gonna get greedy. I was gonna be like, I want it all. Ooh. But, but um, there were a couple cool things in this movie that I thought like really, as I dropped my microphone, uh, really <laughs> stood out. Uh, but they also didn't, they didn't really impact the movie in any way, right? But there were some background items. Maybe we'll get to those. I don't want to draft them, right? I can't. Yeah. So maybe I, we'll get I to those afterwards. Way. We'll get yeah. After, yeah, we'll get to those a little bit afterwards. But oh man. I think I have to go with this because it's it was again an integral part of the movie and kind of what sparks the interest to even go there. And yep. you even mentioned it. I'm taking yep. the burned map of Hamanoptra. Yep. I want I, the map. That was with that the was burn be on my it. last pick. I like I want it. That, no. I want that little singeing on it, you know, for 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 theatrical effect. But so you, it did look and, cool and even after it got burned. It looked really cool. I think it's still. And the cool thing is, bit. you could fold it up and put it inside the key if you really wanted. 
Yeah, where it is. Look, I'm just like, everything's chaining for me, right? Like everything just works. So I think everything can just sit and, and you'll see it. And I just like, I think I own like the entire movie of The Mummy at this point. So pretty, it's looking pretty, pretty good. My shelf is looking nice right now. All right, this Your is shelf, solid. That is a, that is a nice, nice shelf. Um, I'm torn between two things. This is last pick. Why. Yeah, you only get one. So you better... I know I, I only get this. one, and either way, I'm a winner regardless. You know, there was a time when we started this podcast that there was, this was supposed to spark some type of uh, uh, rivalry where one of us won. Bro, I feel like okay. We got away from that. I don't think this is episode to bring that back for you specifically because <laughs> I'm thinking if we did this, it'd be an L for you this week. I don't know, but I, I know I, I, I hear what you're saying. I do want to do that. I think that's something we'll look forward to in, in the future. I think we'll definitely be doing that. I made I made the the top prop list. We that was our thing was we're trying to every episode we wanted to see what items from these movies made it to our all time top prop list, which is every movie we've ever done. Uh, the best props from every movie we've ever done, and it, the rankings obviously will shift. Turns out it's it's quite the upkeep to to update that every single every single uh, episode. But I should I should get back on it. I want to freshen that thing up so we can stay on it. So we will have the top prop list coming soon at the movie propcast on Instagram uh, and TikTok. But yeah, I I think it would be fun to do like a poll, right? Like just put up both of our lists. Like it's almost like a fantasy football draft. Whose team's better, right? One of those things. And you just say team A, team B. And uh, I think that's something we could, we could definitely look forward to. I will for your sake though. I won't do it this week because. Uh, I don't know. You're confident, but I got <laughs> gold, baby. All right. No, no, gold. you're right. It would look good. But anyway, your last pick as you were. So I'm torn between two things, but one thing sticks out significantly more than the other when you think of the mummy. I want those jewel encrusted scarabs. Son of a as, bee, you son of a bee. That was my that was my holy <laughs> trinity. I wanted that. Like I was I almost did it over the map, but I knew that the map was gonna it had to get picked. It meant more. But the scarab, I freaking yes. love scarabs. I think they're awesome. Beetles are awesome to me. I think they're like really cool. And mm-hmm. and yeah. Oh my god, I'm mad. I'm upset. They're, anyway, that's go on. That's what I wanted. I, that's yeah, what I wanted. you just wanted to make me mad. Now I'm I'm lost. <laughs> Uh, I'm lost. <laughs> you're, you're in the desert. You're on an island right now. Yeah. Uh, is- no, they like if I think of the mummy, I think of Brendan Fraser. I think of scarabs and I think of like the mummy's face in the sand. Like those are just the three things. And uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm happy. So it was like a blue gold. Yeah. The blue goldish like the scarabs. Little, yeah. Yeah. They were plucking yeah. them out of the walls. Yeah. Damn. That's a good pick. Uh, Thank you. I will. Uh, so about that L. Yeah. Okay. So listen, you. It's a little closer now. Now I now I really need to nail this last <laughs> pick, uh, and it's tough because I got to cross off blue gold scarab. Yeah. Sorry, man. Oh, so now the stuff that's left isn't quite as meaningful. Here's what I'm not gonna pick. All right. You want to go down the list and just see what I'm not picking? Well, because that takes away from the fun afterwards of just saying things. So I'll just have to pick it because now I guess it does. It, it's big. It's pretty big. Uh, it was that was it was gonna be my second pick. I already know where you're going. Do you? Uh, I I'm gonna so. take Imatep's sarcophagus. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> and the funny thing is, when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, Doyle's gonna take the sarcophagus and put it right up next to the Fifth Element sarcophagus. <laughs> yeah, I'm just taking them all, baby. Yeah, yeah. This is it. You see a sarcophagus? It's mine. Uh, no, that is. It's again. It falls right in line with the whole point of the movie. Obviously, Imhotep gets not mummified, but he freaking gets mauled in there by a bunch of scarabs, 
And they open it, right? I have the key. I have the book. I have the sarcophagus. I've, that's the holy trinity of the film, everything. right? And then I yeah. have the map. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pleading my case right now i'm just saying <laughs> i just think the synergy with my team right now like we we have the built-in chemistry we can win the championship with this team you have the chemistry to revive <laughs> emotep you got the flashy uh, all right i got yeah i got the flashy and you're on a mission to revive the guy who's gonna try to kill us all got, it does okay honestly yeah it does look a little weird when you look at my list i'm like <laughs> we can just bring him back guys I, and then i get all these props right they're all just movie props and i'm just in my room just chanting like i don't know yeah it does look a little weird uh, that's exactly what you get okay you so let me look <laughs> My wife is gonna be pissed. Uh, <laughs> I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. She doesn't want me. She doesn't want me near her. Uh, okay, so let's let's recap the draft real quick before we get into the leftovers uh, of the props in this film. Uh, so you right out the gate picked the Gold Book of Amon Ra. I then followed it up with the Black Book of the Dead. So just two books right out the gate. I honestly that's that I expected that to be the case. I just wasn't sure where where you're gonna go first. Um, yeah. You did pick the shinier stuff. So you're you're more of the the bling guy. You want the flashy stuff. Uh, and then you came back and then got the not so flashy. Well, wait a minute. The 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 five sacred canopic jars. They had some gold trimming, I think. Yeah, they were still kind of. They did. They did. They did. They were still kind of flat. I like to think that was like some sort of ivory, uh, like some they elephant. Were uh, yeah, they were beautiful. Uh, I took the key to the book of the dead uh, and the sarcophagus. The, the key. It was just the key, right? The the key that opened up everything in the film. Uh, you followed up with Rick O'Connell's dual pistols. I think that falls under flashy, right? The the flashy, yeah. <laughs> shiny, silver, bang bang guns in the film. They were they were on my list. They were pretty high. It's just the way the draft board fell, guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it just happened, man. It's weird how like we did just fall into that. Like, I don't know. I just I couldn't yeah. pass these. These were just good values. Um, uh, I wound up at six. I think this is a pretty good steal. At six was the map of Hamanatra, the one that really got was, burned. That's a good. That's a good steal. I was gonna go there last, to be honest. So. Arguably, arguably a better steal, if not similar, is the the seventh overall pick. You get the blue gold scarab because I'm I'm mad about that. Like I really thought that that was. <laughs> I don't know why I should have, I shouldn't have thought that, but like I just thought that might be off your radar. Like you, the way you were drafting, I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna be okay. I'll get this in the last round. Swerve. You scooped it up. Uh, that's a good pick. <laughs> and then I'll I finished it off with just another giant sarcophagus. Uh, yeah, if you go back to the Fifth Element, I wound up picking the sarcophagus uh, in that movie as well. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big sarcophagus guy. Apparently, um, I just like good sleep. You know, you you sleep really well yeah. in them. Um, but Emotep's sarcophagus. Uh, that, that'll wrap up the draft. So leftovers, real quick. We can get to those before we wrap up. Uh, what, what do you got? So I've got the the golden blade, the Pharaoh's golden blade. It actually they the first it's actually they don't make a big deal about it, but early on when he's gonna kill an ox and a moon, he pulls out a golden sword, and then later on Rick O'Connell actually uses it against the mummies. Yeah. So the Pharaoh's specific <clears throat> golden blade, I like that a lot. So okay, liked, so yeah, real yeah. quick, I want to cut you off there because I'm a jerk. The the gold sword, he has a large gold sword at the end, like you said, when he's fighting them. Are, is that the same one as Imhotep's dagger? Because Imhotep's dagger is a little smaller. Like Imhotep, no. the one he was using to sacrifice and like try to kill and everything. Like, you know what I mean? I think it was. I thought it was Seti's sword. Do you remember yeah, they're Seti's definitely different. Earlier? Yeah, they're different. Yeah, yeah the sword is yeah. bigger. The the Imhotep's dagger, which is also on my list, um, mm -hmm. well, the one he's literally about to stab Evelyn right in the stomach. There's got to be yeah. a quicker way to do that, right? Like just, I don't know. 
It seems weird, yeah. but I guess the blood had to <laughs> spill. Uh, but anyway, continue. What else is on your list? I had the uh, the like scythe blades, the sickle blades that uh, not only did the mummy soldiers use, but um, Ardeth's men used. They just had those big half moon crescent swords. Yeah, thought those were right. cool. Those are sweet. And I had Emotep's Anubis statue, the one That's that bit... saved Brendan Fraser's life. Is that the really you're talking about the massive one? Yeah. The Anubis, extremely yeah. massive, like you need like a, an acre of land to put that. <laughs> well, okay. There's a specific reason I want it because yeah. when you walk through the mummy ride and you go upstairs, they have a giant Anubis that they're like hauling yeah. out of an archaeological site. That is. And I was like, cool. oh, that'd be cool if they actually had that. And then they showed it in the movie, and I was like, oh my god, it's a prop. Yeah. So that is really sweet. Well, you know what's cool, I and I mentioned this that. before. We keep talking about Universal. They actually have a prop store in universal that you can go into but it's the props from their ride so when they dismantled like jurassic park there was like dinosaur freaking dinosaur heads in there and granted they're thousands and thousands of dollars but they're original pieces from the rides that they dismantle if they ever break down the mummy a oh my i'm livid i'm livid i'm disgusted and i want to throw up b i'm buying every i'm every scarab in the in the whole world (laughs) is mine I like want the one that on, the hand. I want the hand, the one everyone yes. puts their hand on. And I'll clean it. I'll clean it up a little bit. Yeah, I'll clean yeah. it up a little bit. But yeah, I want that one. Like people think we're harping on it. You have to go <laughs> on this ride. The ambiance is incredible. It's yeah. it's so good. It's, um, and yeah. then I had the yellow convertible that they drove throughout the movie. Big, you're a big car guy. Yeah, I, I am. And then I had the white plane that they crashed in the desert. Yes, I will say one After thing about crash. that. And, yeah, his name was Winston, their pilot. Uh. The dude got done dirty. All right, he dude, they, he, they, he went out the way he wanted to. He was excited. I he didn't get I, done I dirty. It just seemed when, weird that like they're like, "Hey, uh, fly us over here, buddy," and he just gets sucked up in a in a sand hole. Like the entire movie, Winston wanted one last hurrah. He wanted to prove that he was an adventurer and a man's man. And okay. this was his chance. He was like, I'm saddling up. This is my final ride, baby. And he went so out. He got it. In a, he got it. Yeah, he got it. Final <laughs> ride right into the freaking the, the abyss. Uh, okay, speaking of Winston, I his gramophone. Dude had a, a shiny gold gramophone in the background. I don't know why that, that resonated with me. I was like, that's pretty sweet. Just who's got one of those laying around? I want one of those. Uh, that, was, that was on my list. Uh, I mentioned the gold dagger. And the last one real quick. Imatep's skeleton. When it initially pops out. That's a prop. That's a good pick. I, I didn't think I about it's, that. That that's too far for me. I don't, I don't know if I'd go that far yes. where I actually want the actual skeleton. That's weird. You Give can me swap the sarcophagus. The totally normal. No, yeah. Swap swap the map out for the sarcophagus, and you're set. And I can just recreate the movie where I just I you just have, put the key in, yeah. twist it, open it, pop up the skeleton, put it. Well, back. you have to twist the key, open the book. Okay, and then yeah, you're open right. The sarcophagus. Yeah, yeah. But you that's got it. it. You're good. Yeah. Uh, no, those are my runarounds. I mean, there's, there's, like you said, there's a lot in this movie. And I, I think, again, for 1999, 1998, when they were filming, they did a really good job. I mean, there's a reason why we're still watching it to this day and still enjoying it. There's a reason why you've watched it 900 times. Uh, I have, yeah, I have the, I mean, obviously the ride kind of, kind of helps too. Uh, the, it's another little added <laughs> bonus. But it does kind of feel like you're riding the ride if you just, you know, sit and watch the movie. It's, it's, it gives those, uh, the memories there. But, <laughs> My wife loves this movie too. She kind of really got me into the mummy. Like I had not seen all the mummies until she was like, "Oh no, you got to watch these." And we got the collection and we watched every one of them. And I was like, "Okay, some of them are bad, but no, they're good. Like they're fun. Yeah. The franchise as a whole is good, and that's what terrifies me uh, about the new one that I have yet to see. 
Um, and, and we will at some point, but we just haven't got to that point yet. But anyway, I guess uh, any any closing remarks on the mummy real quick? Uh, there is not a woman in Egypt who looked like a Nox in a moon because she was incredible. That was a yep. flat out lie. There's a reason why. <laughs> <That> yeah. <laughs> There's a reason I risked it. He risked it for the biscuit. Uh, that was a flat-out lie. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, there's a reason there was a smudge on that arm, and uh, and he just went for it. Old Billy Zane uh, knockoff. Uh, Imitap yeah, went for it. Old not Billy Zane. Uh, but no, uh, it's a great movie. Everyone needs to watch it. Uh, it. It was. It's a classic. Yeah, for sure, classic. It's a. It's peak Brendan Fraser, and I think uh, the world deserves more of that. So if you need to go back in time to get it, uh, which I think is also one of his movies, uh, back in time was it back in time? I don't know what it is. He there was one where he was oh, literally and, and Encino Man. No, well, there's Encino Man, and then there's one where he's like in a bomb shelter. I oh, thought. oh, Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past. Yes. Oh, yeah, back in time, same thing. But yeah, his his those movies were weird. He's got some. He wasn't afraid to take a weird. A weird movie, which I think it actually fit no, him because he, he was just genuinely like a just a weird dude, like but in a good way, like a fun, funny, weird dude. And we're talking about him like he's dead. He's not. He's still alive. Uh, no, but it, it is weird to have somebody like that disappear for as long as he did and uh, and resurface. But uh, fans love him. We we love him. The movie's good. And uh, that I guess I guess that's it. Right. We're done here. We can. Uh, I in. I believe so. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Begin. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, and again, stay tuned at the movie propcast on Instagram. Uh, I think this we're going to be doing a lot of our polls, and uh, and doing uh, some things like that where we can try to get some uh, interactive voting and and things going on. We want we want more interaction to see what I want to know what you guys want us to do because we want to we want to venture off our very very narrow window of movies, which we do. Our future movies will bounce around a little bit more, a little more modern, but. Uh, we're excited. They about did the for a little bit there. It's just uh, yeah, we tickled. We tickled the two thousands. Yeah, we were in yeah. there for a bit. Uh, I think yeah. the trouble that we have is there's a line now where a lot of things are CGI'd and it's difficult. We're That's trying true. to hundred percent. We're trying to make sure we grab physical props. So it's it's this it's is hard peak to physical prop line. time. Yes, uh, exactly. I will say I, real quick the one the one that I want the most in the future and the reason why we haven't done it yet. Jurassic Park is coming. All right, I will tell you, it's my it's my favorite movie of all time, and I'm hyping it up like it's going to be something. I want it to be big. All right, it's got to be big for us. It's got to be big for the show, um, and and it's going to be fun. I think I'm going to make sure something big happens for that episode. Uh, so stay I'm, tuned for that. I'm just going to say, Doyle, we're we're about seven months in. Shh, so don't worry about it. I'm I'm just saying. You're saying one year extravaganza bonanza. I'm just I'm just saying it's not that long of a wait if you want to do it that way. All right, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. It's either that. It could be our first in person in person podcast. It could be. I mean, it could be. We could get uh, Sam Neill to come on uh, and and oh talk my about God, it. Yes. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We get Jeff Goldblum. Oh my God, I would love. No, to get Jeff. Goldblum. He's unattainable. Unattainable. Uh, what do you he's, mean? He's uh he's beyond so. like you could get the president. I think before you could get. Uh, I don't know. I just Jeff, Jeff Goldblum is relaxing right now. He's resting on his laurels. He's like, yeah, you got a podcast. Uh, yeah, I'll them, uh, do, the, uh, do the podcast. Uh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the future episode of the Movie Propcast. Uh, see you later. Yeah, love you guys. Love you. Bye.